0: Well again, focusing on our first text here from St. Paul's Epistle to the Romans, we have, uh, we continue to move through this, uh, theological, the greatest theological treatise really ever, ever written. And Paul is just, he's explaining grace from beginning to end and how, and giving us an understanding of this great mystery of grace. Mentioned last week that grace uh, what we technically call sanctifying grace is this gift that God gives to us. It's a participation in His own divine life. It's supernatural as opposed to natural. Uh, you know, a clarification really on the term supernatural. Um, oftentimes, I, you know, I think I actually don't even watch TV, but I from what I understand in the past few years, maybe it, maybe the fad is over with. But I know there was a season not too long ago where there was all these kind of ghost hunting episodes on, on TV, trying to, trying to hunt down ghosts. Ghost uh, hunting was a, was a big deal, exploring haunted houses and whatnot. So when people talk about ghosts and spirits and things like that, sometimes they'll use the word, oh, it's a supernatural phenomenon. That's fine if you want to use the term in a loose sense, but from a, a, a very um, precise Catholic perspective, there is only one that is supernatural, and that is God. Spirits of departed human beings are natural. They're part of the natural world. They're created beings. So anything that's been created is part of nature. And uh, the supernatural refers properly to God. That's why grace is so amazing, because grace is supernatural. It elevates us past the natural and lifts us up into the sphere, if you, uh, if you will, of God himself and his home plane of existence and operation. It's an amazing thing. It's totally beyond our experience, um, and uh, it's it's a gift that links us to God and makes us His son or His daughter. So, I mentioned that last week. Spoke about that last week, and in today's text, this the supernatural gift of grace. There's another uh, added dimension to the mystery that's revealed to us. And again, we would not know this apart from revelation, uh, and that is that God intended all human beings. His original intention for humanity was that they would be united to him in a supernatural fashion. And so he gave the first human beings that gift of grace. He created them in that state of grace. And because of the first transgression of the human race that took place right back in the beginning of humanity, our, our ancestors lost that grace not only for themselves but for all their descendants, okay? Okay. And uh, so all human beings are now born, uh, conceived and born into the world um, absent that originally intended to be there grace, that, that gift that was there. And this is what we refer to as original sin. Original sin is a deprivation of what God intended to be there. And this is why we baptize infants, so that that original grace could be given back to the infant. Uh, and we see this distinction between uh, original sin and personal sin right here in this line. It's a very important line St. Paul says. It says, through one man sin entered the world. It's talking about the first human being. Commonly referred to as Adam. Through one man sin entered the world and through sin, death. And thus death came to all men inasmuch as all sinned. All sinned. But this is original sin, not personal sin. Right? You have a baby who doesn't commit? He can't commit a personal sin before he's of the, the age of reason. So if you know you got a one-year-old baby and he dies, um, it's not it's not due to his personal sin. So Saint Paul can't be referring to personal sin when he says, "Inasmuch as all sinned," it's, he's revealing to us this mystery of original sin. All sinned in Adam, and uh, to that extent, original sin is it, it corrupts. And infects all of humanity. So this is, this is an amazing problem if you think about it. I mean, God's original plan is that all human beings would actually be conceived with that grace, with the gift of grace, and then grow, cooperate with the grace, and then eventually reach glory and be in union with God forever. That was His original intention. But because of original sin, that whole original plan was lost, was wiped out. It's a huge problem, huge problem. Think of the billions of human beings who've lived. Because of one man's sin that created a massive problem right huge huge problem and so this is this is how incredible Jesus's own vocation was he came and he's like okay I got a serious issue to deal with this is a serious problem billions of souls are at stake here and so Jesus in his obedience to the Father this one act of righteous obedience he, in in that one act of righteous obedience, of going through the Passion and the Cross, he canceled out, he wiped clean that entire problem. He cleaned it up in one fell swoop. Uh, How how awesome is that? St. Paul says in Galatians, he says, you know, Jesus loved me and he died for me. And so it is an amazing truth that, that most people do not appreciate, is that Christ died for us, each one individually. Um... And that's totally true. So when he hung upon the cross, he had each one of us individually in mind. Um, but at the same time, he had a universal outlook. He saw billions of people, this huge mass, this huge problem, huge mess, and uh, he, from beginning to end of human history, this transgenerational vision that he, enca- that he encompassed in his mind and in his heart. And he like an awesome hero, he took care of it. And, uh, this is, this is what St. Paul refers to with the gift of the one man, the, the gracious gift of the one man, Jesus Christ. He gave himself as a gift to God, he gave himself as a gift for each one of us, for every human being who has ever lived, who has needed to be saved from this problem of original sin. And he made it possible to be restored back to God's grace. And so again, just to repeat, as I said before, how awesome is the gift of grace? that Jesus accomplished for us, restoring God's original plan for us He shed his blood for uh, so that we could receive this gift. And uh, what carefulness ought we to live our lives so that if I have God's grace, I want to maintain it, I don't want to jeopardize it, I don't want to commit a mortal sin because it's through mortal sin that you lose that gift. And that gift is restored to you through the sacrament of reconciliation. But you don't want to come to that place of mortal sin. What carefulness and, and care and gratitude and love ought we to live our lives for, uh, with, because of this, um, this amazing mystery that's been revealed to us, what Jesus did for us. Um, and uh, we can never be flippant about, oh yeah, that's not a big deal, God, God understands, God forgives. <laughs> no, what's at stake is this amazingly precious, supernatural gift of God's own divine life. Don't ever jeopardize it. Cherish it every day. Pray to God that he preserve you in it. Ask for the grace of final perseverance so that on your deathbed you would have the the, the love and the faith and the sorrow necessary to preserve that gift so that when you die, you can, uh, through that gift, enter into eternal life with God. Um, thanks be to God and my brothers and sisters, let's just be, be mindful of the awesomeness of uh, what Jesus did for us and, and be grateful and live our lives accordingly.